This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers! Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, co-workers, and coffee professionals try a coffee, any coffee, and commit to giving it no bad reviews, no matter how questionable it may be. Today, we have a friend, guest, Joanna, for part two of Aldi versus Trader Joe's, and Joanna is now a honorary co-worker. If you haven't listened to um, part one of Aldi versus Trader Joe's, you should go back and listen to that. But I'll go ahead and just tell you a little bit about Joanna real quick. Joanna is a celebrity. She's not quite as big as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who we were trying to get as our first guest. But she's like, yeah, but she's like 95%. She is a um, reality TV star. <laughs> she is a purveyor of awesome vintage goods. She is an amazing artist, a published author, and also the artist on staff at Trader Joe's. So she's our expert witness for, <laughs> right, for the yeah. episodes. Yeah. I'm Jenny, and I run all of the operations at a coffee company. Marcus, I have two lips. Like the flowers? Like a flower, and I smell just as nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. I'm the employee of the year at Modest Coffee. For three years running. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm Joanna Goss, and I am friends with all of you guys. We used to be neighbors, and hung out in downtown Aurora um, until I moved to uh, a neighboring town. But I work for Trader... I know. Nowhere near as cool as Aurora. Sorry about it. I do miss you guys. It's awfully quiet in the Grove. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is quiet out there. Yeah. Like, literally. um, I'm happy to be here because I started listening to this podcast um, one morning Mm. while getting ready for my early shift. I work, like, 6 a.m., I clock in at TJ's, so you guys have been a fun way to start my day. I listen on the drive, which is about 20 minutes, and um, yeah, so it's really neat to be here. Yay! Recording. I'm so excited. Yeah. And one day when this podcast gets big and famous, you will also be big and famous. Well, Thanks. you're already big and famous. Well, you are. Like yeah, actually, that's true. Actually, we're not going to make you big and famous. <laughs> you're going to make us big and like, famous. Probably, you are literally the most famous guest we've ever had on the show. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. You might be the most famous we I ever have. I can see right through that, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, You're definitely that. our favorite guest. Thank you. I did, I had a moment in 2014, thanks to Pinterest, where my artwork went viral for a minute. Um, but yeah, I've worn a lot of hats, done a lot of jobs, which I'll talk about. And currently I'm um, a, one of two store artists for our local Trader Joe's. So... Which I think is really cool Mm -hmm. that you can have a job doing art, like that is like a reliable job. Totally. And also the art inside Trader Joe's, I can say as like a Trader Joe's shopper, brings me a ton of joy. 
It's like it makes the aesthetic of the store and it almost like in a way makes the shopping experience. It's, um, yeah, pretty awesome. Mm, I'm glad to hear that. That's cool. How are you digging all that insurance? Yeah. (laughs) Insurance is nice. You know what? They cover, um, mental health coverage 100%. Wow. Nice. So you don't pay anything to see? So I, um... I double down on the therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And I'll talk about it. But Joe, the founder of Trader Joe's, believe it or not, his name is Joe. Oh. Um, Was he a trader? We'll get there. But he just, he always looked out for his employees. They were like his number one priority. His crewmates? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was, he was more of a captain, right? He was always in charge, but he did look out for his people. If his ship was going down, do you think he would sink with it? That's a really good question because I like to think, you know, it's like ideal to think that he'd go down, but I think he was really into his organic garden and um, retirement. So mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> it's a nice way of living. Yeah, post Trader Joe's. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's already he's, off. The yeah, boat. he's already off the boat. He's, he's the left boat. the reins and a new captain. Do we have any clarifications or business to attend to? Um, I don't know if. Steph, you would be the only one, really. You might have been like, oh, shit, I said that, and that was wrong. I feel like everything I said about World War II is 100% accurate. (laughs) Hopefully somebody will have clarified us if there was something wrong. I do want to put out on the record, I don't agree with Nazis. I don't know if I made that clear enough in the last episode, because I was feeling kind of bad for Carl Aldi. I think that it's possible to be both a Nazi and a victim of the Nazis. I think it's possible to be like an 18-year-old kid drafted by the Nazis, who's like both bad guy and someone who's being victimized by the other bad guys. That's a a good clarification. Mm -hmm. Bacon... You can still support us on patreon.com slash nobadreviewspod, and you can also support us on buymeacoffee.com slash nobadreviewspod. Let's do a challenge right now. You know, if you were wondering, just go ahead and support us right now. Just go ahead and do it. Sign on to pod, patreon.com. And What's the challenge? The challenge is do it. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus is challenging you to do something. Yeah, just, just go do it. Just do it. it. Stand just go up. Just do it. Like, yeah. Like, um... Shia LaBeouf, when he's like, just do it. Just go to patreon.com forward slash no bad reviews pod. Yeah, did you know that Shia LaBeouf is a uh, Patreon supporter of ours? I bet you guys didn't know that. After he um, was so impressed with our genealogical skills (laughs) in the Donut Wars episode, he signed on at the top tier and, like, gets merch on our birthdays. He, did he Google himself and you were like a top result? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. He sent us like this really nice message. He's like, if you want me to be your first guest, like I'm totally willing. And we said, no, we're going to have Joanna Goss. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, we helped him we understand the little missing link of his family mm-hmm. chain. Yeah. The donuts. He didn't know that he was related to the Krispy Kreme empire. Now he's, <laughs> now he's a very rich man. <laughs> In history. He's <laughs> got a rich history, a tapestry. Anyways, <laughs> they always told me in high school I had a face for radio. So they did not tell you that because you're so handsome. Thanks, Jenny. Mm. And you know what? You're when you're the most handsome is when you're decked out in no bad reviews merch, which people can also go be super handsome and fly by buying it on our website through mm-hmm. our store tab. And I think that's all the 
shameless begging that we have <laughs> yeah. for today. Yeah. Uh, Joanna's here to tell us the tale of Trader Joe's. She gave us a little snippet just now, which got me intrigued. I need to know, will Trader Joe go down with the ship? Okay. Well, he is no longer around. Oh. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, that's why, maybe. he passed away in 2020. I Did he, he drown? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think he went, you know, old age. So his name is Joe Coulomb. He always called it a grocery store for the overeducated and underpaid. <laughs> and all of us. I know, exactly. I'm like, hmm, that hits pretty much 90% of America. Okay. Right, totally. Yeah. So I have a degree in painting, and I myself have worked a spectrum of jobs from like arthritis inducing to like highfalutin service industry and creative management and before I worked at Trader Joe's I shopped there and not to make this a commercial for the company but I really do love working there I get to draw and every single tag I don't know if you know this but every tag for every product in the store is handwritten oh wow yeah and that's all you myself and another artist she came before me she's been at the store for 12 or so years I want to say and then I came on to be like an assistant. I've been to multiple Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and all of those handwritten dollar signs they look really similar. Do they have like a training like how do you make our nines? <laughs> the nines that's actually really like important that you're bringing up nines because nines still elude me. Nines are like really formulaic, and when I saw my first Trader Joe's nine, um, my mind was blown. So it it still is like a mind game every time I draw a nine. Um, But yeah, you have like kind of trickled down imagery and font and and get out because there was an artist before me. She was able to show me how she has like a baseline font style and. I've learned a ton from her. That's She's really incredible. Cool. Yeah. So her background was actually in more graphic design, but maybe like 1990s graphic design, 80s. So she's really good at selling advertising layout. And I have a fine art background. So it's been really interesting to work with with her. Her name's Flo. Hey, Flo. So um, that's really interesting. It is. And, you know, I want to yeah. say it seems like every single person that works at Trader Joe's seems to really enjoy working at Trader Joe's. It seems almost like a holy grail of jobs that don't necessarily require some sort of specialized training. You know, like right. if you're right. going into retail, it seems like Trader Joe's is a really great. I can't think of a better company, really, that I would want to get a retail job with. Yeah. Or especially like a grocery job. And I will tell you this about myself. I worked briefly for Whole Foods, Mm. if you've heard of them. No, never. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I worked for Whole Foods in like 2009, 2010, and it was a bakery position. So you are tasked with like all of this opening, like basically can't get it done amount of stuff. So it was super intense and stressful and... um, After I left Whole Foods, I went on this long tangent of trying to work for a small business and be self-employed and wound up at Trader Joe's. So um, what was cool at the time, not so cool, was when I was in a bit of an entrepreneurial lull, so to speak. I was doing wedding signs. So a lot of chalkboard, handwritten, fancy script for people. And I was meeting a client and just sort of surfing indeed.com. And I found store artist position, Trader Joe's. And 
it was really, really cool. So um, I grabbed that up and interviewed and showed them like my little um, portfolio of wedding design, uh, all my hand lettering and was, and was hired. So like on the spot, they're like, boom. It took me, I think, two interviews, but I think they saw that I was capable. So Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, guys. So, yeah, then I kind of went under a little bit of training um, with the resident artist, and she taught me everything she knows. So it's been like four years of really figuring out what works best in that setting. That's cool. Yeah. Do you want to learn um, about Joe? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll learn about Joe, too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> What's that Joe? guy got going yeah. on? Yeah, tell me about Joe. So, well, I'm, you know, I'm. you guys made me do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joanna, so, no for problem. telling a story yeah, to us. No, I'm happy to do it. I oh, just, my God. I just found out, though, Yeah. that you and the founder make my favorite cookie. A Jojo. Jojo. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just want to say that. We do, but let me tell you about one that just came out. Just, oh. Just at the shelves. Insider information. Strawberry right lemonade. Oh, Ooh. shut the front door. Ooh. So how See? is it? Is it like lemon on the outside and strawberry on the end? Or is it one on the outside and the other on the end? Vanilla Have you not had it yet? mixed on the inside. No, no. I'll tell you. It's like a shortbread cookie <laughs> and all of the, the twist of the two, the sweet and the tangy, that's what the cream is comprised of yep that sounds like some hot shit did you bring any for us no why doesn't trader joe's use instacart because i would just place an order and have them deliver it that's a really good you know we obviously got a lot of interest during the pandemic why aren't you doing like drive-ups why don't you i think they want people coming in and impulse buying well you might be on to something (laughs) like a moment ago i feel like a real like litmus test is that how you say that word was how you guys all like fangirled out about the jojos uh-huh. and that's the trader joe's experience like people are dedicated and they always have been to um what either what lies in store or what's going to be gone or what's going to come back better or different or organic mm-hmm. that has always been like built into the company that was like part of joe's original vision he was born in 1930 oh he's that old yeah, I guess all the pictures I've seen of him are, like, when he was 20. I know. There's some really sweet photos of him in the articles after he passed of him in his older age. And he just looks so, like, jovial and sweet. And that's the read I get from him. Obviously, I'm not – I didn't know him. But I actually did listen to his book on tape for this. I didn't really retain much of any of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to take one of our jobs. Yeah. Well, we'll Wait, see. which one? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, gun- I'm gunning for one of your cat's jobs here, which is just to eat, sneak food off the table. Do so, you know how to edit? No. <laughs> Crawl into Steph's lap? No. <laughs> Come on over. I am chilly. But <laughs> <laughs> so I, you can check this out, too, if you're interested in uh, on Goodreads. It's a 3.5 out of 5. It's called Becoming Trader Joe's, How I Did Business My Way and Still Beat the Big Guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd enjoy it, but it's very, like, heavy-handed in the business sense. Mm. It gives a ton of information. I'm like, what? That's why somebody took off 1.5 stars. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe so. Mm, snooze fast business. Right. Yeah. Did he like sailing? I have to ask that. I've been oh, waiting yeah. so long to wait. ask. Does uh, he love well, boating? He 
dug um, Gilligan's Island ores and barrels and fishnets, which he decorated <laughs> all his stores with. That's what I'm wondering. Was he like into Gilligan's Island? Well, it was the 60s, right? So he was like inspired by Trader Vic's, which was a Los Angeles um, tiki restaurant chain. So oh. he kind of like swiped the name <laughs> and just inserted his name pretty much. And it took off, right? So that's why the Hawaiian shirts, it's um, largely because of the era, right? And because he pursued business um, at Stanford University. And he ended up with two degrees and jumped into the grocery industry. He went to work for the chain Owl Rexall. And he started developing like a convenience store concept for them. They were like, oh, let's test this thing called Pronto Markets. It was designed especially to compete against 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven was like up and coming. They were popping up all over. And um, Pronto Markets couldn't compete. He was asked to liquidate the stores and he bought them instead. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, you guys would love this, Wait, right? how did he get that much money? Let me tell you. Okay. It reminded me of, you know, again, like I said, like his business ideals are kind of cool. He just, he tried to come up with a, as much of it as he could. So he was like borrowing money, using everything he had between him and his wife. And I don't know. How do you get the rest of it? Drug dealing. <laughs> no, no, I think he's a cool, like again, cool, cool loan. He's, he's a good guy. He's cool alone. Yeah. And he um, was up to 18 markets. Oh. Yeah. And he decided he needed a pivot. So that's when he started to consider um, rebranding, and he came up with this concept. And there were two things happening in America at the time. There was, um, like, after the GI Bill was passed, a lot of Americans were going to college. Hmm. So the population was becoming far more higher-educated, overall and news at the time was that the Boeing 747 program was like getting up and running so he was thinking of a population that was going to be more diverse in their food and drink tastes Hmm. right oh because of Mm. like travel and stuff travel Ah, travel was becoming like way more accessible and affordable yeah that's really interesting yeah everything about Trader Joe's does not fit in around here but it's still a really cool fun store immediately recognizable mm-hmm. right anywhere you go yeah you just look for the Hawaiian shirts um so he's quoted as saying travel is a form of education I saw an opportunity to differentiate ourselves radically from mainstream retailing to mainstream people so that's when he changed the name to Trader Joe's and the first store opened in 67 in Pasadena is still open today wow yeah what? Is yeah. it like a relic, like a little museum? It is. And um, he was super intentional with like all the designs of the logo and branding, the stores. And initially, easy convenience groceries, discounted magazines, cigarettes, books, socks, hosiery, records, and photo finishing. Huh. So they kind of had a, this was at Trader Joe's? Yeah. Like it's named Trader yeah. Joe's? Yeah. So what? Wow. <laughs> um, it's hard to, like, delineate Pronto from Trader Joe's. It started becoming the Trader Joe's concept while it was still Pronto. And that's when he really switched on the whole tropical or, you know, vacation <laughs> mode to his branding. I feel like this is one of those situations where, like, you make up the branding and you make up the product. And then you go tell people that they want it. Mm-hmm. And that, th- like, if you stand firm enough, you can convince somebody of anything, I think. Yeah. So I feel like he was like, this is what I think is cool, mm-hmm. and all of you are going to think it's cool, too. Right. And he was so convincing of that that now everybody thinks Trader Joe's is yeah. cool. 
he was really con- yeah. convincing, very savvy, and very It feels like they were a little bit of the photo section at Walgreens. They just kind of had like a bunch of other random shit yes. too when they first started. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I saw some photos in the past of early Trader Joe's and like one shot looked like a bunker. Like you planning to go underground for a while? <laughs> Stop in the Trader Joe's first. Load up. So that's kind of how it, it came across to me initially. And one thing that really set him apart was his booze offering, his wine. Mm-hmm. He that was like the biggest draw. But yeah, so one of the things he was up against at this time was the California Fair Trade Law on alcohol. And this dictated a minimum price, which was set by the manufacturers. And so retailers could not dictate their prices. They couldn't go mm. below. They had to use what they had. And since he couldn't compete with the price, he offered a huge uh, variety instead. So he had, at that time, around 100 brands of scotch stuff. Oh, my Whoa. gosh. Holy shit. Whoa. This yeah. is like a legit liquor store. Totally. 50 wow. brands of bourbon and gin. How does he fit all this in a little tiny... Bunker store? Yeah. <laughs> it's like all alcohol, photo so developing, alcohol. and then like some MREs. Records. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it sounds really cool. And what would be an amazing concept is, you know, like when Saved by the Bells restaurant pops up, like a Trader Joe's point one. Yeah. Like if that could pop up and be a concept store, I would totally be into that as like a, you know, vintage and history junkie. That's so oh, yeah. funny. Yeah. So it's, basically Trader Joe's was like a liquor store <laughs> with, with... Random s- shit. Yeah, random shit. <laughs> random shit. Like fishnet pantyhose and a bunch of alcohol. Yeah. You're, like, you're gonna have a wild party, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and with the place to develop the photos I from that party <laughs> Oh yeah, for the kids who don't know, um, you used to have to get your film developed, and you could do that anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere. Once upon a time, just about any pharmacy, grocery I store. Think you might have to take everywhere. a step back first, though. You have to explain that photos required film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you had to get that film developed. You had to have a camera, which is like a, a separate a device yes. right. that no one uses anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was so exciting, though, to open those paper envelopes and mm-hmm. see your photos. Oh, yeah. So he was all about bargains and loopholes. He ended up finding himself an importer who could get him fancy French wines from the Bordeaux region. That's your thing, Marcus. I don't know. Sure. Um, <laughs> you're fancy. <laughs> you should hear the way he pronounces things. Yeah. Do you want to do one right now? Bordeaux. <laughs> I nailed it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, so he found his own importer, and the importer got him all these wines for cheaper. He let he actually let Joe set his own price, and that enabled him to undercut the fair trade law prices. Oh. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Stick it to the man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what I've like garnered from this information is that he was constantly researching. Like he's kind of like our friend Sharon, who's like searching and searching and researching until she finds the most cost effective, (laughs) perfect way of doing things. Joe's always been about that. And they still are today. Like prime, best deal, best price. And that's what they hand over to the customer. When you get like indoctrinated in there you're new they go through that they actually have you read the manual and you get to know the values there's like seven of them i don't remember them all but one of them is no bureaucracy and another is integrity and those two really stick with me because i think that's cool joe being cool um not the cigarette joe (laughs) (laughs) but joe coulomb being kind of a 
kind of a good dude. Imagine him just sitting there, like, giving early presentations and being like, fuck the man. Yeah. And I'm the man. <laughs> you should all fucking hate me. Yeah. <laughs> he's interesting because he's he was, like, a selfish altruist. So he was, like, doing things the good way, but it was ultimately to get a better bottom line. Yeah. For his business. <laughs> but still, 1972, they introduced their first private label product. And the first product they privately labeled is granola. Uh, that they put their name on. So it was Trader Joe's brand granola. Was it the vanilla almond? I don't know. Oh. I think when you uh, look into that, it mostly just says granola. Mm-hmm. There might not have been, like, the seven granolas that there are currently. <laughs> but I feel like that's a very Southern California thing, too. Totally. Like, when you, like, a trope of California is granola. And yes. what do you know? That's rooted in history. Yeah, he wanted to differentiate this store with the characteristics of high-quality, health-minded foods, some global offerings, private brands, and they'd all be sold at bargain prices. Trader Joe's became the largest U.S. importer of brie. I love brie, and I love <laughs> specifically Trader Joe's triple Wh- cream I was just going to ask. Yes, That's it is better than any other brie that it's I've true. ever had. The biggest importer of brie. Yeah, again, this is another, like, hacking the system where he found that, like, he discovered Wisconsin was, like, this huge importer of brie. And he was like, hey, let's get together. Hmm. So he brought all their brie into his stores. That's hilarious. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised Wisconsin doesn't make their own brie. Is it regionally protected? Maybe. One of our One of our brie's is actually made in Illinois. It's the Supreme Brie. Oh. Oh. That's not as good. (laughs) It's actually not as good. It's kind of cool. Again, going back to the Aldi coffee, if you like, like, hyper-local, and that's a priority. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Check out the Supreme Brie. Trader Joe's Carpet would be very pleased with you right now. All these plugs for, like, Trader Joe's. I know. I know you're not. I'm just saying that if you were worried about getting fired yeah, for being on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. I'm being a very good student, like on all sides. I haven't been a literal student for years. And doing this was like a little tough. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that thing about Trader Joe's not being very transparent. And there are plenty of things that you can't really find finite details about. But mostly like from the mouth of Joe, if you read this book or, or listen to it, you'll hear like things you really are happy to hear about the way he does business. He (laughs) dislikes standard business practices of corporate America. He referred to venture capitalists as vultures. Oh, he's like our kind of guy. I love him. I know. So much venture capital on this podcast. It's fucking everywhere. Yep. And this is like a fresh breath of air. Yeah. And it's really nice to finally hear somebody say, you can be successful without venture capital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Such a... You just have to sell it to... Germany's literal richest person. Mm, that's another <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, he was like, he was ready to hang it up at that point. He was yeah. like, you guys do you. How many stores did he have before he sold out? 27 Trader Joe's stores in Southern California. And today, guess how many? Hmm. 4,000. No. 1,400. 537. Oh, that's it? Mm-hmm. Oh. I know. Oh. It always seems like more. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are very fortunate to live in areas that have plenty of that. I know. There's like a hundred yeah. of them in our, in like true. our immediate neighborhood, yeah. I feel like. Well, yeah, I've... we've got one-fifth of them in Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I bet that if you live somewhere a little more rural, it would be a long drive to a Trader Joe's. Yeah. And there people are... do. And we get those customers, <laughs> and they're really sweet, and they say, like, make sure you put my frozen together, and it's like... Duh, it's cool. I mean, they always complain that we need a Trader Joe's closer to us. And it's, 
again, it's like, yeah, we hear that a lot. But one of the things, again, back to Joe's like savvy qualities, he, he was like not into growth for the sake of growth. He's actually quoted as calling it like perverted. <laughs> um, he was not into that. So there were some years where he, he just didn't refuse to open the stores, mm. um, which was kind of cool to learn. Going back to that whole rural thing, though, mm-hmm. like, and going back to Joe's philosophy of, like, trying to target educated but maybe not rich people, mm-hmm. I do wonder if that's, like, a little bit elitist. Like, oh, I refuse to open a rural area because maybe your people aren't as educated. But there's clearly people who really enjoy it. Uh, do you think that there's anything there? I know like, that Trader Joe's... Like, snubbing the rural people. And I know that rural people feel snubbed a lot by people who live in cities or live in suburbs. No, they're welcome to come, too. (laughs) (laughs) I know that they have... You don't have to go build a store for them. (laughs) They can come to you. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't love, I want everybody to have opportunities. It's the same as I don't like the fact that a lot of like lower income neighborhoods in urban areas also lack grocery stores. That's a legitimate food food desert. Yeah. Legitimate problem. Mm -hmm. I know that Trader Joe's has a really specific formula for where they're going to place a store. Super specific. And I, that didn't even make it into my outline because it was like part of the business overwhelm. <laughs> but it's yeah. It's like population and how many groceries, other grocery stores are around. And I don't know what else. Totally. But it's like it, it has to be real. Yeah. I'm sure income Demographics. is in there. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I just want to say I am, a, I am a supporter of equitable food. And it does bug me when like... Because it's not profitable enough. You're not totally. getting a store. I mean, you know, like, yeah. you don't deserve a store for whatever reason because we're not going to make it enough, as much money. But if they look at their stores holistically, you know, like a store in Lincoln Park could make enough money to support a store in Inglewood if you average the two together or whatever. Mm. Or a store in Batavia could make enough to support a store out in Hinkley or something. At this point, or whatever. I don't, I don't know think how. the Germans are really looking into that, unfortunately. <laughs> but I dig it. I totally think that's cool. But I can tell. I can try and sell you on more positive. Just want to know yeah. one real thing sure. on the cigarettes again. Did they ever <laughs> repackage their own Trader Joe's brand? Oh of my cigarettes? god, it'd be so cute to find that relic, and like <laughs> sell it on eBay. But I don't think maybe. So. Okay. I don't know. Well, Theo you and Joe what? obviously were meant to be together. They both believed in cigarettes. I would say at right? that time they were still interested in buying brands and selling them like oh, okay. i know they had like coca-cola and budweiser hmm. at that time so i would assume that the cigarettes at the time were like camel for Salem, sure like joe whatever Cole. yeah totally yes joe okay. crossover moment love it uh-huh. okay we're gonna be trying trader joe's cigarettes for love it or leave it if there's a lot of trader joe shoppers out there you have probably had the experience where you go in and your favorite cereals disappeared Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or um, your favorite salt and vinegar chips or your favorite lemon <sighs> pepper noodles. That's the worst part of my job is hearing about mm-hmm. this crap. But anyway. <laughs> there is one like frozen lunch that I was buying pretty frequently yeah. at Trader Joe's and then yeah. it disappeared. And I did not want to ask an employee because I was like, I'm sure that they get bothered all the time. Mm-hmm. They don't know whether yeah. it, if it's ever coming back necessarily. So I just stop at Trader Joe's and peruse that aisle every time I go in. Yeah. And I'm like, well, guess it's gone for now. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring it back. Do they ever bring it back? Well, that's part of our 
our education. Like we need to be knowledgeable. So we need to check computers. We're always helping customers find the answer. So we're pretty used to things going and coming and we try to like let everybody know like we have a huddle in the morning and we talk about what's gonna piss a customer <laughs> off <laughs> that particular day and like if people are still asking after their brown rice let them know you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so for me it's like okay um um back to the cereal or your your lotion has been upgraded sometimes your lo- your favorite health and beauty aid goes away <laughs> that's what it's called haba health and beauty aid they call it upgrading it though no i mean it'll like go out and and come back and Mm. so part of my job is to write about the product on the tag to let them know you know like this new extract has been added and it's Mm. from this region and it has this property that's going to change your life (laughs) and get you hooked until it goes away (laughs) and then the downfall of course is having to tell your grandma there's no more low sodium butternut squash soup because that's also my life Um, but this is built in like that is kind of what joe learned with the wine um it's called a policy of discontinuity where Trader Joe's will always buy the best possible item at a good deal, no matter if that means switching the supplier or or not being able to carry it for a time. Hmm. So he learned that with, um, like, finding his fancy insert your wine name. Um, it was better to offer it at the time than to offer this mainstream, like Coca-Cola, which is infinite supply, right? That's kind of a way to hook hmm. his customers, he found. Um, Interesting. We were talking to somebody who knows a thing or two about business and they were saying like if you sell out at a grocery store you know and you're out for a couple of weeks when you bring it back people buy it like crazy and I found that too like at the stores a lot of stores we stock our own shelves and so if like there's a run on a product there'll be a run on it and if I give people more like an on my next visit then like it's not scarce anymore Mm -hmm. and people don't buy it totally and then that overabundance then becomes old coffee on the shelf. And I'm like, oh, damn it. It's like such a guessing game. Yeah. But yeah, once you, if you hold back from people, they want it so much more. Yeah, they totally do. Yeah. And, and that's another reason why you come in in October or September, August, looking forward to like pumpkin products mm-hmm. and people be Cur- spending their money on those pumpkins. <laughs> and I have to say, and- Trader Joe's is. A little over the top when it comes to pumpkin. What? Yeah. <laughs> Just so what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. God. It's As like, the person that has to do all the pumpkin-related signage God. starting in July <laughs> to oh be able God. to keep pace. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. Somebody's got to tell Trader Joe's to back it down. You know, Just a, a smidge. A like, leave of- a little scarcity in the pumpkin. Okay, I'll pass it along, Jenny. Okay. <laughs> I'll be like, my coffee business owner friend says, here's her podcast. Um, he disliked traditional forms of advertising, kind of similar to Aldi. They just largely didn't advertise, except for Joe created and published an offbeat educational periodical <gasps> called The Fearless Flyer. I'm just going to guess that. With that. And you cool. know what? It's about to drop. There's a new one starting tomorrow. So if oh. you go into my Trader Joe's, you'll see like big fancy highlighted signs that myself and my coworker Flo um, made specifically to draw your attention to those things that you can then cross-reference in the flyer and get get to know a little more information on them. 
Awesome. I feel like I really connect with Joe because I hate traditional forms of marketing. Mm-hmm. I The social mm-hmm. media thing drives me crazy. It feels so fake and placating. I should just start my own little newspaper. What are we going to call it? The Modest Flyer. <laughs> uh, the Modest Messenger. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Marcus is my one-liner department. <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with alliteration. Yeah. Right? I really love that he made like a zine. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Cool. And he's so, I, I don't want to call him stingy, but he's so like bargain oriented that he specifically cited like turn of the century imagery. Like he found the stuff that had lost its license to use. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's why? So smart. That is why the imagery at Trader Joe's is like so old timey because he was getting it from this like free to use database. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds like a cool guy. I like yeah. Joe. Yeah. Joe cool. Well. Um, <laughs> in 1975, he employed women full time at Trader Joe's. And that's because he wanted all employees to share all the duties equally. Wait, women weren't employed full time? At the time? I mean, you're at the time dealing in more like ginormous, like the things you guys literally do at Modest, where you have this like big, bulky product. Uh huh. He had to then reinvent the inventory and he made this universal rule, which is today when you apply to work at Trader Joe's, you have to be able to lift 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's when that went into effect because hmm. effectively he had all genders sharing all the work. Well, modest, you have to be able to lift 130 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Not lift, scooch. Yeah, that's true. Word. You have to be able to move a 130-pound bag of dead weight. Wow. Didn't you work for Trader Joe's for a minute, Steph? I did work for Trader Joe's for a minute. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the store. It was a store in a big city, and there was something wrong with the store. Like, I okay. I just don't want to say which store it was because there was something fucked up about that store mm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a Ooh. true reflection on how Trader Joe's is. Oh, like, good. I good. think it was just, like, bad luck and bad timing. Mm-hmm. But I was hired by a captain, and by the time I went in for my first shift a week, later there was a new captain and by the time i quit three months later there was a third new oh wow so something was wrong also there was like this group of mean girls on the staff Hmm. i was like 30 when i worked there and a lot of the employees were like early 20s and they left me alone like I, i they were not mean to me but there was a girl who started the same time i did who was in her early 20s i remember her crying like they were there was this like little group of like mean girls who just were terrible to everybody else Hmm. there so i don't know if that was related to the other staffing issues or what was going on Hmm. but it was very unpleasant to work there i just remember eating lunch in my car every day because i couldn't stand to be around those horrible people <laughs> that store just sounds like a ship over troubled waters oh yeah, wow <laughs> it was it Marcus, was you seem really proud of that one by yes. the way that you're like pulling <laughs> your arm down and closing your eyes and doing like that victory, victory fist yeah like you just did it 15 times you really <sighs> felt good about that I one yeah legitimately I don't know much about this Mean Girls thing, (laughs) but I can find something to talk about with everyone I work with, and I consider them more like family members at this point. Aww. It's so important to your coworkers. I don't always like them, but I I do love them. (laughs) It's weird because it's never been a work environment that I've been in 
with that many people. It wasn't like that at Whole Foods. Hmm. I don't know what's going on there. Your store is, has very nice employees. Yeah, thanks. They're really nice there. I'll tell them you said. The other one that I think has really nice employees is the one in Glen Ellen. They're all very nice and friendly there, too. I don't know them. And everybody else are a bunch of assholes. Yeah, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is explicit. Remember, okay, you okay, have okay. To okay. Have That's my first A minimum of three fucks per I'm episode. Dead. I'm at dead. least three fucks per episode. Okay. okay. We're good now. But that's an at least. You can yeah. go, you can say as many fucks as you want on this podcast. Otherwise, we lose our explicit rating. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to keep the quota up for you. Please. Yeah. But you're making me recall, like, stepping back before I worked there, I would shop there with my new boyfriend at the time. Aw. And we would, like... And now he's your old boyfriend. Now he's my old ass boyfriend. (laughs) Temporally, like, time-wise. So I'm speaking to a timeline. But anyway, (laughs) we would go and it'd be, like, a date thing. It was, like, so fun going to Trader Joe's and, like, picking out where we were going to go home in and prepare together. And those things that are always have always been appealing are the things that are like super accessible. Like you buy this component, this component, and you still somehow feel fancy whipping it together, <laughs> right? It's still like excessively gourmet, which again was sort of Joe's thing with like this overeducated, underpaid person. It was still allowing them to feel like fancy at a bargain price mostly. Same things that are true about Trader Joe's as they were from the start. It's a low-skew store, so my store is especially small and it's super product-driven. That's why we get in these intensive pallets in the morning because you want to churn out as much as you can in a day. And while a typical grocery store may carry 50,000 items, Trader Joe's stocks about 4,000. Oh, that's a huge difference. And yeah. 80% are their own private label. Hmm. And most of them are like one skew-ish or just a couple skews per type right. almost. Like totally. you're not going to get like like, like 50 different brand types of pasta sauce. Totally. Unless you're a cereal bar. Then you have like seven different cereal <laughs> bars. a lot flavors. of cereal bars. <laughs> yeah. There's some good ones. Right. Yeah. I have a statistic that goes along with Please. that. Trader Joe's has the highest sales per square foot yep. of yep. any grocery store in yep. the country. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Wow. They all have their own unique spatial parameters like it's interesting because they do do a ton of work scouting out locations but every location is different as far as like how the trucks can pull up and deliver product Mm. um, how they can get it from the truck into the store sometimes it's directly into the store sometimes there's a dock space sometimes there's like literally no storage space in the back and our store is like kind of more one of those stores so on holidays, it is so intense to go back there because it's just like all you see is cardboard. <laughs> um, Mother's Day for, for flowers mm. was insane. That's like our biggest um, flower holiday. You also have like wow. graduation and spring shit going on. So that was like seven or eight spare pallets of flowers it sold through in a day. Like, Crazy. So, yeah. I want to be a Trader Joe's. It's kind of, I mean. It's, I mean, it's, I'm like imagining it like the most fun garage sale. I don't know. That's just what I imagine. It's different than that. Yeah. I'd assume. I never attended a, a most fun garage sale, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that it'd be like that. 
The um, most fun garage sales I've been to have been yours, Joanna. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's how we met. Yeah. That's how we met. Aww, at the most funnest. Yeah. Garage well, we sale. put a, an ad in the paper that said, we called it the aging hipster sale. <laughs> and that's how we met all of our artsy friends in Aurora. Aw, yeah. that's so smart. You were so young then. You already felt like an aging hipster. Well, I was way back dating then. an aging hipster. He is significantly <laughs> older. Yeah. And for you younger <laughs> listeners, there was um, this thing of shredded pulp called paper, and then they would make <laughs> printings on it called newspaper. And you could take an article mm-hmm. advertisements out in the classifieds. Yeah, and when you were yeah. a kid, if you wanted to, they had like free classifieds if you were a kid trying to advertise like dog walking or babysitting Flyers. services. Back in the day, like I was able to advertise my babysitting services for free oh in the local newspaper. Oh, cute. So cute. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, fifty years forward, we're going to be doing this podcast, and we're going to be like, "So, guys, remember there was a time when there were trees? And they <laughs> yeah. said, oh, cut those things Aww. down to make paper, Aww. and then you used to wipe down. your ass with it." <laughs> Look, so this is in our podcast. If we don't bring you down and bring you back up, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. it's true too. Yeah, and I mean. The bummers and the hummers. Yeah. <laughs> what? New segment for you guys? <laughs> I'm speechless. So, no bad I'm reviews. trying to return right back to the um, Trader Joe's goals. Well, now I'm curious. When did Aldi buy Trader Joe's? That is kind of my, my outro. Okay. So, he led the, six, like, the chain to success, like... Up and up and up and up until he eventually um, sold it in 1979. Whoa! So Aldi's owned it since 1979. Mm-hmm. So this is crazy. So Joe had these values, mm-hmm. and then he sold it to Theo, and Theo basically kind of continued on, or like, or did he like expound his values? There was actually a president after Joe who made it national. Who like, I can't remember his name, but I definitely. Like, read about a guy that Joe handed it off to, and at that point, he took it into all these other states in okay. America. And then in 79, that's when check out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have the name of that CEO either, but Joe stayed as CEO for like another decade. Oh, yeah. Until 1988. Wow. He retired. Interesting. Yeah, so he continued to run it after it had been purchased. Clearly, it was doing well and there wasn't much reason to change mm-hmm. a whole lot yeah. you know i mean because i all the trader joe's are still really distinctive in their like just the, like their business model i mean there's a lot of things that are similar but it sounded like there was things that were similar before they joined forces but they're like still pretty different at the same time so i find it really interesting because a lot of times when a company gets bought out like Maybe it doesn't happen immediately, but it's like a gradual thing where whatever that company used to be kind of like rolls over into whatever this rich asshole wants it to be. Right. You know? (laughs) Totally. And so it's interesting that it's really stayed pretty true to its roots. Yeah, it has, I think, largely. And I wonder if that's because like maybe they were already closely aligned like in their values to begin with. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Aldi was like, oh, this is a great fit. Yeah. So we'll... Right. Good this old is Theo. Like, this is like the sunshiny um, side of the Albrechts. They're like, okay, let's embrace this Trader Joe's jovial. <laughs> yeah. From what I read, it's like a 30, around 30 different types of coffees. Many are organic and fair trade. And I found that it's roasted by the Montanos Brothers. 
if that all does the coffee for you. Every coffee? Quite a bit of it. Wow. And One then there's, sure. there's a small lot program, mm-hmm. which we artists keep a laminated tag because it is cyclical. Like, it's always changing. So you write it on, wipe it off, do the next small lot, which is from a different region. And they Trader Joe's relies on their partners who search the equator. And the scouts bring back the samples, and they decide if it's a good fit. And they'll buy up a farm's entire production that year. Hmm. And and see how it does. Wow. And I took that quote from the Trader Joe's podcast. So there is also a Trader Joe's podcast. They do pretty well on the food chart. Oh, cool. That we bounce on and off of. <laughs> they the, do better than us. They the do better chart. than us. The twenty fourth, but maybe not anymore. Reach. What about yeah. in Slovakia? How do they do in Slovakia? <laughs> we are like top twenty in Slovakia consistently. Dang. Slovakia fucking loves no bad reviews podcast because yeah, they have taste in Slovakia. Yeah, we're on their food charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so reliable. Thank yep. you, Slovakia. Yeah, for if, putting us above Trader Joe's. If you want to know more about the coffee at Trader Joe's, there's specifically an episode, episode twenty four of the Trader Joe's podcast, is all about Trader Joe's coffee. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Oh, good. That's every. That's what I got. We'll put that as a as a link in the show notes. Well, shall we brew some coffee? Pip pip cheerio! It's your favorite coffee spokesperson, Giles, back to tell you about the latest coffees to drop on Modest Coffee. A new offering has arrived from Colombia, and it's a particularly nice and inviting example of what Colombia has to offer. Head over to www.modest.coffee to see what they're roasting today. Cheers! Olfactory reveal. Olfactory reveal. All right, I can't wait to smell it. It does not smell bad. Mm. I can. I could smell it all the way from the kitchen. Comparatively, it's like... Yeah, because we're comparing yeah. Trader Joe's to Aldi right yeah. now. Going to... You know, going in the way back machine mm. to when I tasted Aldi last week. <laughs> this tastes in my nose. Um, do- my nose taste. Um, this does smell better. S- smells much better. But it doesn't smell fantastic either, though. I would agree with Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, a, a marginal step up. Marginal. How much did this one cost? I think it's probably similar in price. Yeah. I'm not sure what the weight is on those, but I'm pretty sure the Trader Joe's are slightly like two ounces. 14 yeah. ounces, I saw. Yeah. That, it might be more coffee for the same price. So that's interesting, though. Oh. They're like, all right, we've got a, a roaster that we work with that has a big giant Burns Jubilee, which mm-hmm. either is 120 or 240 kilo. Yeah. You roaster. can get them both sizes. I okay. checked the website. I was yeah. going to kind of push the website, but then I saw that they were advertising a coffee I didn't like on their website. So I decided hmm. I wouldn't give them the Burns people. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I want to know who it was. You can whisper it to me. I'll give you a hint. Oh, fuck them. Oh, yeah. I'm fine to say that. I'll censor that. It'll be a beep. (laughs) Are they, like, into guns and munitions? Yeah. Oh, what is with that coffee? They say on their website that the best is yet to come. Gun crossover. Conservatives like coffee, too. And so do, like, former Civil War soldiers, apparently. Right. I don't know how much of our tasting from the last episode uh, survived the edit, but I feel like we struggled a little bit to give an awesome review to the Aldi coffee. So, you know, it's a taste test we're comparing so i'm extremely hopeful that this one tastes better (laughs) yeah so it's like you got to save money somewhere right right? so if they're buying the beans directly from the farmers right that's a way to save a lot of money because there's like a lot of middlemen that ramp up the price and then the other piece is on the labor of the roasting so 
if you've got a guy that's got a big giant coffee roaster and they have you can save money on churning out huge amounts of coffee those roasters will do a roast in like eight minutes mm-hmm. 240 kilos in 500 eight pounds minutes? eight minutes wow i mean that's yeah. just not the way we roast coffee at no. modest <laughs> right. it, comparatively speaking an average roast at modest is pushing 20 minutes right and it depends you know but 15 to 20 would be not not untypical for us yeah so it's just like an extremely high heat. Mm-hmm. And then they're also, because there's so much thermal energy in the roast, that they have to use water to quench it, to cool it down. So you're like changing the chemical composition of the coffee. And then you mm. end up with something that just kind of tastes really roasty okay. in the end. So um, it's just, it's hard to get those like really light, flavorful, specialty type roasts in a big giant burns coffee roaster you just can't really can't do it yeah especially when you figure like eight minutes you have (laughs) literally like probably a couple of seconds between a light roast and a dark roast huh all right um we think it smells generally better than it smells okay as a brewed cup of coffee the stuff that we had last week i'm not convinced that it smells that great out of the mug or it really that much better i mean you know what this reminds me of a cup of coffee that I've had at your house before. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm insulted. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Just get like, the aggressively yeah. dark, sharp, acidic, punchy. Like, I don't I get snuck that. A sti- I snuck a sip. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's great. Oh. Black. Okay. I don't love it black. I don't mind it. Mm. Well, it makes me feel grown up. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had the Aldi side by side right now because this is a reminiscent of the Aldi to me too. It's mm. just kind of bitter and gross. I see what you mean. It's not as it's not as bitter, bitter to me, nor as gross or to me barky. either. It or barky. To me, I had like the Aldi had like more of like an acidic or some sort of tang that I did not enjoy with the bitterness. Musk. This one is just more bitter without that weird other flavor. Yeah. You know, I hate to bring him up again, but when I started dating. Don, he inter- like I didn't drink coffee before mm. Don, and because he- you were like twelve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna love all these like age related comments. But she was much older than that. That okay. was a joke. She yeah, twenties. That yeah. was a joke. <laughs> Thanks. And he was definitely buying his coffee at Trader Joe's. And when oh. I started, like when I became a coffee drinker, I was drinking black, um, caffeinated coffee, and this is what it. This is what it, that reminds me of. Yeah. yeah. Coffee with you or coffee with Don. Black. Yeah. Well, I definitely am adding a leading oak beverage to this mm. because, ooh, I had to add a lot. It was, are you sure that was the same ratio? Because I had to add so much of this to it. That's what I'm saying. Like these big giant roasters, they have two settings. I had to fill it almost half coffee, half oatly. It's not my fault. I didn't have to add that much to the um, 75 other grams. One. This Trader Joe's coffee, I had a ton more oat milk than I did to the Aldi at least. Mm-hmm. So this one's clearly a darker roast. I totally agree with the assessment that you guys made that it's more bitter but less musky, which mm-hmm. is an improvement. Yes. I can say after I added a fuck ton of Oatly to this, I don't really feel like I need to add any sugar to it. Whereas the oh. Aldi, I was like, I got to put some sugar in. Could I please have some Oatly, yeah. Jenny? Yes. Oh, wait, are we saying Oatly now? You can say Motley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some Motley? <laughs> I'm gonna skip straight to whiskey on this one. I feel like it could go. I way. put cream in the last one. That's not normally uh, how I drink it. I think just black with whiskey 
is my preference, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm do just it. jumping right to it. I want to take your advice on that because I'm not sure if I want to go right to the whiskey until mm, I hear okay. what you think. Well, I, I do, do like Joanna's style. idea of doing the uh, cinnamon. This is fun. It smells kind of like a churro, and I like the way that churro smells. Yeah, I'm whipping up my mom latte. It's going to be good. Interestingly, that's what Steph calls her cup of coffee, too. <laughs> Mom latte? <laughs> yeah, coffee. Black coffee with whiskey. You know what? This is delicious. Mom I could drink latte. this. <laughs> this one's better, I think, than the Aldi, for sure. But I don't still love it. I'm like, I don't want to drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, try it black with whiskey. I. This is what I like. This is good. The whiskey kind of makes it like raisiny almost. Mm. I don't know what that is. I really wish we had a whiskey sponsor so we could drop their name right now. Right? I know. Somebody needs to call Centauri and ask them yeah. to sponsor us. Right. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's better than black. Yeah. For sure. Yes, yeah. Jenny. Get in there with that cinnamon. Get that shit. I'm excited to have a new condiment, a new coffee condiment on the table. It's cool. One episode only. Get it. (laughs) (laughs) It smells like cinnamon toast, and I love cinnamon Mm. toast. Yeah. I do, too. So many good reviews of Joanna-style coffee. To his his coffee. Well, my review of this coffee is that um, it's pretty dark, and it's kind of bitter when it's black, but if you add... Half a cup of Motley. (laughs) It'll be acceptable. A little bit of sugar makes it even better, but it doesn't necessarily need it as long as you have enough of a, of a, some sort of a milking agent. It's not a terrible dark roast, even though it's labeled medium. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's good with whiskey. I recommend it with whiskey. Yeah. Um, so if you're willing to take a whiskey concession with your price point, to get it there, then I think you're good. Let me tell you, if price point is the most important thing, Trader Joe's has a super cheap blended scotch that is perfectly acceptable. I've had it many times. Mm. <laughs> so pick that up with your coffee. You'll be all set. Joanna, can you tell somebody at Trader Joe's to sponsor us <laughs> with whiskey? I'll tell somebody that. <laughs> I don't know what that will do. I think Mr. <laughs> Mr. Joe doesn't like to advertise. Can you call Theo's, Aww. one of Theo's, like, hot mess children <laughs> and tell them? <laughs> tell Babette, yeah. <laughs> tell Babette that we're, you know of this great podcast that's looking for a whiskey sponsor, and we'll take Trader Joe's whiskey sponsorship. Okay. Or just their sponsorship in general. Right now, this is an unpaid episode. They've not paid us for no, our No, actually, opinion. they made money on this because all the shit we bought there. So, <laughs> like, they're money ahead. Trader Joe's? Yeah. yeah. Think of coffee. all the glowing things I've said about them. Mm, that's true. Right. Trying to keep your job over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I mean, shit, you're I'm like sure a walking recruiting that's recruitment. Right. Like, that's I know right. if I listened to this and I need, was in need of a job and insurance, I'd be like, applying at Trader Joe's. Yeah. How many today? hours do you have to work to get insurance? 30. 30. <laughs> It's like, I just read that. Currently a little more. It's changed so much because of the pandemic. Um, Um, There was a time when a couple of years ago I was working like three days. Wow. So yeah, I did appreciate how responsive they were to how things were moving through this crisis, right? They tried to be really cool um, as cool as they could. So yeah, I mean, I give the company a couple of thumbs up. Good. And this coffee, I give 
stars? Eight thumbs up out of two. Because honestly, I go to work with my coffee that I've made. We all know at this point what coffee I'm drinking. (laughs) But for the new listeners, remind us. But Trader Joe's roast coffee all day long. So it's free coffee for the employees. And this is my number two, right? So like I go in, I finish my coffee, and then I go reload. So this is not unlike my daily intake. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's not not bad. Yeah, great. In my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Can you drink on the job or is that frowned upon? Um, they do tastings. Yeah, they do wine tastings. Okay. Now, before the pandemic, of course, you could taste as a customer. And remember the demo counter? You could also taste I food. remember that. When are they going to bring that back? Are they planning to bring it back? I haven't heard a thing about oh, it. Oh, I love mm. the free samples. But mm. there's been like a stop and go for the employees. Like they will do a tasting where they set up a meal, like a couple of little remixes on a a recipe and we get to try it and then they took it away and now they're doing it again so hopefully Mm -hmm. you can do it for the public one day again so who is this coffee for the guys it's definitely for the overeducated and underpaid (laughs) 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 all right well that's the correct answer so we don't need anybody else's opinion right no i second that well then that's our episode Thanks, you guys. This oh, huge thank you to you, Joanna. This yeah, Joanna. Really thank you so treat. much. Have me back anytime. Awesome. <laughs> we will. Okay. So, yeah, this is the end of the part two episode of Aldi versus Trader Joe's. We hope you learned a little something about Aldi and Trader Joe's and about which coffee is our preferred coffee between the two. And so go follow us on social media at No Bad Reviews Pod. Tell your friends about our podcast so that we can have more listeners because... I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. And, and then, then you guys had an entire episode to do the listener challenge, which was to sign up to Patreon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully you accomplished that huh. um, on your drive. <laughs> yeah. So you can support the podcast and support um, our purchasing of questionable coffees by going to patreon.com slash no bad reviews pod or buymeacoffee.com slash no bad reviews pod. You can also hear our love it or leave it episodes on Patreon our unfiltered reviews of random related products and oh yeah send us your stories if you have a fun coffee story or if you have a coffee suggestion to hello at no bad reviews podcast.com hey joanna (laughs) and i want to hear you tell us where can people find you all of the things and follow all of the awesome things that you're doing thanks i post a stream of my daily creations on my instagram account and that's joe way seeker uh you know that little at sign before that of course that's how the instagram works Mm -hmm. yeah that's that at sign yeah yeah and it's j-o-w-a-y yeah not like j-o-e it's j-o like me (laughs) (laughs) that's my version of joe is it like no way but joe way joe way seeker does that answer your question? Yep. <laughs> I'm just wondering where the name came from. The name came from a nature writer from, like, he was, like, partially the founder of Boy Scouts of America. A little oh. tidbit about me. Oh, you cool. used to be a Boy Scout? No, he just was, like, an illustrator and a friend to animals, and he, he wrote all these books, and it's... You have the, you might have the shirt. I have the shirt. I designed Aww. a shirt that said, Ho Way Seeker. You know, an illustration from his book, and I hijacked it and put my name in the front. Oh, that's cute. It's a super comfortable shirt, and nice. it's literally falling apart, and I still <laughs> sleep in it. That's so Aww. cool. That's awesome. Friends supporting friends. Aww. Yeah. Thanks, guys. 
And, um, yeah, so Joanna's kind of all over the place with things that are cool. So you can find out about those things by following her on Instagram. Totally. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned what we're tasting for our Love It or Leave It today. It's a dark chocolate coffee buzz bar. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're so stick get around for that. Caffeinated and chocolified. Yes. Finally, my two favorite things together. da 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 <laughs> Chocolified. Awesome. I like that word. Yeah. That's a good one. And we can thank Joanna for bringing that to us. Yes, from Trader from, Joe's. Did mm-hmm. I say it was from, from Trader, Trader Joe's? Joe's? It yeah. most certainly is. Awesome. Great. Well, I can't wait to sign this off so we can sign that in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.